The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalize Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. So pleased to have you here. As always, I want to remind you and to encourage you that this episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store, the place that retirees go for income. If you have not looked up the Retirement Income Store, I encourage you to do so. Fantastic set of resources to be able to help educate you about income and income production in retirement. It's a wonderful, wonderful resource, and you just owe it to yourself to go and to look it up. Also want to encourage you to stop by the website that we have for our radio show and our podcast. Our podcasts can be found on Spotify. They can be found on Apple. But if you just go to Capitalize.com, you'll be able to see all the past episodes and you'll be able to watch those and hear those. You might even pick up a few things that you've missed in the past, and I really encourage you to do that. And of course, you can go to our website, Johnson WIM for Wealth and Income Management. So johnsonwim.com, encourage you to go there as well. So what do we have for today? Well, today I have a little bit of a treat. This is really coming from a question of one of you as listeners. Dan had submitted a question and I won't repeat his question. It was kind of a long drawn out question, but basically distilling it down. He said, Matthew, I want to know what do the rich do? Well, that's a great question. Of course, we wouldn't have enough time in a 30-minute episode to be able to cover what the rich do when it comes to preparing for retirement. But you know what? I have the privilege, and it is a privilege, to be able to know and to just associate with so many very successful business owners and very wealthy individuals. And I find that wealthy individuals oftentimes, yeah, there's always a few bad apples that spoil the barrel. But more often than not, the wealthy are not this pretentious, pompous group that so many people tend to make them out to be. I find that they're very philanthropic. I find that they're very heartfelt and that they love to be able to provide advice and to demonstrate what it's like to be successful. And there's so many wonderful stories of people that have come from absolutely nothing and they've been able to find the resourcefulness within themselves to be able to make just wonderful wealth and a wonderful life for themselves. And so what I've always been impressed with is the fact that success leaves clues. I first heard that phrase from Tony Robbins. It was just a phrase that he spoke and it really always stuck with me that if you model after those that have been successful in areas of their life that you want to be successful in, chances are you're going to find success follows you. And if you look those successes that those other individuals have had, well, it leaves clues. 
So what do the rich do when it comes to their money, when it comes to their retirement, when it comes to their financial wealth? What do they do? Well, again, this is not going to be a thorough list, but it's going to be some of the things that I've perceived and I've observed about the rich and the wealthy in my association with them. And the first thing is, is that they always seem to have cash. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they always have cash on them. Many of them do. I've always found many, many years ago, I started just carrying cash. I was encouraged by a mentor of mine to always carry at least a couple hundred dollar bills with me. And I don't know, it just does something for your psychology. But you know what I've also found is when I see a need or when I see something from another person and I feel moved to be able to help or to participate or to give, I do it. The other day, I was sitting in a restaurant just locally with one of my staff and the young lady that was serving us, she just had this beautiful soul, just a beautiful heart, beautiful smile. And she was just so friendly and so accommodating. And she kind of disappeared and it took forever for her to come back. And of course, you know, I've got a deadline, I've got time. And and so I was getting a little bit antsy and she came back and she said, I'm so sorry that it took me long. She said, I was figuring out by talking to my captain if I was going to be deploying this week or if I was going to keep my original deployment date of September. My heart just melted inside of me for her. You could just tell that she was really struggling with this and she was excited to be deployed, but at the same time, she was really not because she knew that she was leaving behind her family. She was leaving behind her friends and the way of life that she had come to know. And so I reached into my pocket and I pulled out a $50 bill and I gave it to her. You know, just having cash, having dry powder when it's needed is such an amazing thing. And so I've always observed this about the rich that more often than not, they will always carry quite a bit of cash with them so that they can use it. And you know what? When it comes to your retirement accounts, it's funny how many individuals never have cash in their account. Their advisor has never taught them. Their advisor never does put cash in their account and allow cash to be there. And that's silly. Why? Because cash is an opportunity to take advantage of an opportunity. If you're fully allocated and all of a sudden, the market drops or something becomes available that would be really beneficial for you from an investment standpoint. How can you ever take advantage of it if you don't have cash? And so cash is the dry powder that you need. And of course, you don't need an abundance. You don't need 50% of your account sitting in cash, but at least a good 10 to maybe 20% of your account can be sitting in cash. And as long as it was earning interest, then that's a good thing for you because it gives you an opportunity to deploy it when the opportunities present themselves. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Number two, I found that the wealthy always seek opportunities. And how do they do that? Well, first, the most important is that they don't believe that they're know-it-alls. They believe that there are so many more things to learn in life and there's so many things that they haven't explored that they haven't done. You know, reading is an important component to many of the wealthy. The wealthy are avid readers. And what I've found 
is that their perception of reading is very important because you see, they, they think, well, I could either live for five or 10 years of my life and I could learn a bunch of stuff, or I can read a book in maybe a week or so. And I can distill 10 years worth of experiences into one week's worth of time. It's called leveraging your time. And so they educate themselves. This is the reason that I do so many different radio broadcasts and I do YouTube videos and I do adult education programs every single month in different locations, whether it's schools or wineries or we do webinars as well. And the reason I do this is because I know how important education is. I'm a person that completely just absorbs as much information as I possibly can. Now, the key to that is that you use and apply the information that you learn, right? And some of the information is harder to apply than others. But the reality is, is that the successful always seem to find ways to broaden their horizons and their scope of understanding. And so I encourage you to educate yourself, get engaged, come to a class, come to a webinar, listen to this radio program, go to the website, go to Spotify, listen to the rest of them. There's going to be things, there's going to be clues that the successful always leave for you to be able to pick up on. Number three, they use credit. And you think, really? The rich use credit, you bet they use credit. They use credit to the best of their ability as often as possible instead of using their own money. Think about it. With today's low interest rate environment, it's silly not to use credit. If you've already got the capital to be able to build the new house or you've got the capital to buy the new car, but that money is properly allocated, it's perfectly allocated for growth and for income through interest and dividends, why would you pay the IRS taxes? Why would you take and stall out your own growth by using your own money on something that's depreciable, right? Why would I want to buy a car using my money and it depreciates? Why don't I want to leave my money in something that's going to continue to appreciate 5, 6, 7% a year in interest and dividends or through growth so that I can then use someone else's money and potentially borrow it for I don't know, 2%, 3%, 4%. It just makes all the sense in the world when you think about it, why the wealthy will use credit and they leverage that credit in order to get what they want. Well, number three, they diversify. I can tell you that I've known several, many, probably dozens to be safe of wealthy individuals. And I find that they are so diversified. This is the reason that when the wealthy die, you find that they have such a diverse estate. They have many dollars sitting in many different things. And, you know, for us, we feel like we're potentially a small fry or we say, well, I like to keep my life simple, so I'm only going to invest in this one thing or I'm only going to invest in just, say, stock funds or just index funds or just mutual funds. Well, the reality is that diversification is a wonderful thing. Diversification allows your money to grow in multiple different ways and in multiple different time frames. It allows you the opportunity to be able to potentially find areas that are always growing and areas that are potentially suffering and moving the money out of the areas that aren't doing so well into other areas. You see, when you paint yourself into a corner, now you're stuck. Now you're in a pickle. 
And so diversification isn't having 14 different mutual funds with 14 different names. It's about having money. It's about having cash. It's about having real estate. It's about having income producing assets. It's about having growth assets. It's about having money that's continually spread so that you've got many different buckets to be able to draw from. And you know what? There's going to be seasons within investing. There's going to be winter and there's going to be springtime and summer and harvest. And so the reality is, is that you can't expect all the areas of your life to be growing at the same time. It very rarely happens. And the rich know this better than probably anyone. And this is the reason that they diversify because they know that certain areas of their life, financially speaking, are going to be growing while other parts of their financial life are contracting because it's now become winter time. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com, and post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. I encourage you to stick around because we've got at least three, maybe even four other clues that I have really observed about the rich that may help you broaden your horizons as well. And so I encourage you stick around. We will be right back. And I promise you, you're not going to want to miss what we cover next. You're listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk. Yet, you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently, some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks. But yet, you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. The world has changed, our economy has changed, and many things are going virtual. Meetings, school, shopping, even weddings. But your retirement is not virtual. It's real. With real food, health care, and other monthly bills that don't accept virtual money, like mutual funds and stock certificates. To keep you up to date and informed, we've put together a series of webinar events. Because your need for income in retirement simply will never be virtual. It will always be real. For the date and time of our next webinar event, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. The road to retirement is filled with twists and turns. And life's unexpected detours could easily throw you off course. That's why it's essential to work with a financial advisor who is also a fiduciary. A fiduciary experienced in helping clients navigate the complexities of retirement planning 
while helping you pay yourself first. The road to retirement now made simple. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. If you're just joining us, I want to say thank you, and I want to say welcome to the party. We're dealing with financial observations of the rich. And this was really created through a question that I had received on our platform, which is CapitalizeLife.com. And a question was posted there by Dan, and it was a very long question, so I can't get into the question in particular. But his question was really, Matthew, how do the rich invest? What observations can you give me? And so we covered basically four So far in the first half, we covered how they always have cash and the cash is there to be deployed when opportunities present themselves. Number two, they continually seek opportunities to educate themselves. They know that they don't know everything. They know that there's a world that they haven't explored yet. And so through networking and through reading books and through attending classes or doing whatever they feel led to do. They are continually educating themselves on the opportunities that are out there that they don't know about. Number three, they use credit. Instead of using debt and going into debt, they use credit. And what is the difference? Well, the difference is simple. Debt is buying something with money you don't have. Credit is when you have the money to buy that item, that thing, whatever you want and whatever you need, but they're using someone else's money. And what does that do? It allows them to be able to continue with the growth of their own principle. It allows them to continue to grow their own net worth while they're paying someone else less. And you say, that's not fair. No, it is fair. It happens every single day and is something we need to get better at. Because who's to say, If the interest rate environment is low today, that it's going to be low tomorrow. Why would we want to seek the opportunity today to be able to lock in the use of that credit so that we have it to be able to further our life and improve upon it in some way, shape or form? Number four, they diversify. They're huge diversifiers. You'll rarely find a wealthy individual that takes and puts all their eggs into one basket. It doesn't really happen. What they do is they find different things to invest in so that their money is growing in different ways and different levels at different times. And they all know that there's going to be days in which things look tremendously grim for one bucket, but they also know that there's going to be other days where another bucket is going to be flourishing. And this is why we like diversification so that it's not impacting your lifestyle And you're basically left having all your eggs in one basket. You want to be able to have some money that's in growth, some money that's in fixed income, earning interest and dividends, some money that's in cash for opportunities. I think you get the idea. Number five is they leverage their money. You see, you don't have to be rich 
to leverage your money. You just have to be wise. I'm just going to give you one example. And I know I've given this example before, but it's so often forgotten and it's basically set off to the side because people think "Mm, it's not that big of a deal. I'll do it later. Well, it's something that is really, really important. And that's to leverage your wealth through life insurance. It's amazing the number of individuals that are wealthy that use life insurance. And why is life insurance so important? Because it allows us to leverage our dollars. It allows you to leverage your dollars. Think about it. If you have life insurance, and let's say that you have a million dollars sitting in retirement today, and you pass away, and let's say that you had a spouse or you had just a child, well, that million dollars is not going to be a million dollars by the time it makes it to that child or to that spouse or to that grandchild even after taxes have been paid. Why? Because your IRA, your 401k, those are all pre-tax dollars. And that means that after you die, those dollars are going to go somewhere and they're going to be taxable to the person who's receiving it. Doesn't matter if it's a spouse, doesn't matter if it's a child or grandchild, doesn't matter if it's me. But the reality is, is that let's say that you're going to be giving up 30 cents on every dollar. Let's say on a million dollars, you'd be giving up 40 cents on every dollar. If you're an only child and you're receiving it from mom or from dad. Well, what do you have left? Do you have a million dollars? No, you've only got 600,000. So let me relate to you a story that I used with a client of mine by the name of Earl. Earl was not a real, I would say, sophisticated investor. He was well diversified. He had lost his wife earlier to cancer and he only had one child. But he had a lot of money that he had set aside in pre-tax accounts over his lifetime. And so he had about a million dollars. And he wasn't necessarily a philanthropic kind of guy. So he wasn't really interested in giving you know his wealth away to different charities. He just it wasn't his jam, as they say. But the reality is, is that he wanted to be able to transfer as much to his daughter as was possible. And so after looking at all the different scenarios, I said, well, Earl, I think... The best way to do this is we just have to leverage the dollars. And he said, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, we need to cash in your IRA. Well, after we brought in the EMTs and we got his heart started again, and (laughs) he was once again breathing, he's like, I don't get it. Why would you want me to pay the taxes? And I said, well, listen, if your daughter gets it, is she going to get a million dollars? No. How much is she going to get? 600,000. I said, okay, what if we took that 600,000 today And we put that towards a single premium life insurance policy. And he's like, well, what would that do for me? And I said, well, it's not going to do anything for you, quite honestly, but it's going to do something for your daughter. And you see, as a result of him taking the advice to leverage his own money, he was able to convert that 600,000 net money into $2.1 million for his daughter. And guess what? That life insurance was totally tax-free. Now, you don't need to buy a $2 million life insurance in order to do this. Think about it. You don't want to buy a long-term care policy because you say, well, you know, long-term care, I know that it's a big risk. I possibly could use long-term care in the future. But if I buy a policy, who knows? I'll probably be the guy that drops dead of a heart attack and I'm never going to use it. Well, that may be true. So what if you leveraged the dollars that you currently had in life insurance? What if you used and leverage the dollars that you had in retirement to purchase for you a newer, better policy. A policy that would provide a death benefit, just like normal life insurance, but would also allow you to leverage that death benefit to be able to 
pay for long-term care if it became a reality for you or for your spouse. You see, the world has evolved and long-term care has evolved. It's gotten more expensive. It's gotten better. Now we can receive care in our home almost to the extent, if not more so, than we could in a skilled care facility. And we all know the statistics of survivability and the fact that we can stay in a happier state if we're home receiving care versus going to a nursing home. If you're anything like me, when I walked out of the nursing home where my dad was staying, I made a promise to myself I would never go there. I would do everything possible to never go there. So what if you leveraged your existing money to be able to protect you, not only from long-term care, but also to expand your estate in the event that you died, that your family would be able to get tax-free dollars? And here's the thing. Life insurance in and of itself is not a great investment, but you know what it is? Life insurance is a permission slip to be able to spend the money that you have knowing that it's going to be replaced when you die. And so life insurance is a valuable tool to the rich because it's one of the ways in which they leverage their dollars so much. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Number six, they plan their estates. It is amazing to me the number of individuals that are so sanguine when it comes to doing estate planning. And maybe it's because we do estate planning. I see a lot more of it. My attorney tells me all sorts of stories from clients that, you know, they've seen so many things go wrong with other family members. And I've seen it as an advisor with the lives of my clients that never took and prioritized estate planning for themselves. But the rich leave nothing to chance. The rich are always planning their estate and they're doing what's necessary in order to plan their estate so that there's no loose strings attached. There's no loose ends. Everything is tidied up, buttoned up. The house is secured so that when they die, they know that their affairs are in order. If you've been delaying estate planning, I encourage you Give me a call. We'll spend 15 minutes over the phone and I'll help you see the basics of the things that you can do to be able to solidify an estate plan that would not only benefit you, but benefit your family and give you the peace of mind at night to be able to sleep knowing that your affairs are in order. Number seven, they focus on what they want. They focus on their outcome. They focus on producing income mainly. Very rarely will you see the rich invest their money and then cross their fingers and toes and go, well, I hope it goes well. I hope, hope, hope. Most of them don't hope. Most of them work in such a way with their money that they know for a fact that they're going to get paid for the use of their money. And you know what? I couldn't think of a better, finer example than that of fixed income. Imagine, if you will, a million dollars of retirement and it's perfectly allocated and focused on fixed income investing. And you've got your social security. Maybe you've got a good old-fashioned pension. Maybe you got some rental income coming in too. But then you realize, oh my goodness, that fixed income that I've got my money invested in, it's creating forty, fifty, maybe even $60,000 of money every single year. Money that I can spend. I mean, tell me, would you mind having an extra 
say four or five thousand dollars a month in income every single month? Chances are probably not. And so they don't focus on what they have, they focus on what their outcome is. And you see, you need to be focused on what your outcome is going to be for your retirement and whether or not what you're doing today is helping you or hindering you. You see, where focus goes, energy flows. It's never a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Maybe it's the education that you lack. Maybe it's the lack of discovering other ways of investing. That's the reason I host this radio program every Saturday morning for you. But above all, number eight, and we're going to finish with this, they take action. Nothing gets done without action. The scale never moves one direction or the other without taking action. And so my encouragement to you is this. You have now been empowered with at least six, seven, eight different things that could potentially improve your life, but it's going to do you no good unless you do one thing, and that's take action. That's the reason I end every episode by saying this phrase. And remember, it's up to you to make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.